Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Tzadi Dalid. We left off on the bottom of daf. Tzadi Gimel Amad Beis, we are at Amar Abaye, Rabbi Shimon Yehuda. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, eight lines from the end of the page on daf Tzadi Gimel Amad Beis. So the first thing the Gemara is going to try to show is that there is a list of five different Tanaim who all hold Shinoi Bim. I forgot to say who's sponsored. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children, Ali Lanishas, his mother, Golda Basim Khalashal. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. They shall return home safely. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard site of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe HaKohen, the Neshamashav Aliyah. Also in honor of the yard site of Judith Fessel Goldsman, Yehudis Pas Shimshon, the Neshamashav Aliyah, by your grandson and grandsons in law. We thank all the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So, what we're going to talk about today is first we're going to try to identify five Tanaim from all of Ashas, from all different areas of Halacha that all seem to hold that that even after something goes through a physical change it still remains in its original uh, the of the original of the original Bailim we're going to have this in regards to uh, an item that is stolen with regards to Eslanzona with regards to Chala with regards to Peya um, and, uh, and, and with regards to Rashi's Hagez which we already started to discuss yesterday and then the Gemara is going to run into a little bit of trouble because if all of these five Tanaim all hold the same thing. Problem is, one of these five Tanaim is Beishamai, and uh, we normally don't hold like the Beishamai, so it's difficult to pin four other Tanaim onto a Mahalich, that's the Mahalich of the Beishamai. So the Gemara is going to show that they don't all necessarily hold the same thing, but they, uh, it's the same basic principle that they apply in different places. Then the Gemara is going to explore uh, the Shita of Shmuel and the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan with regard to Shinoi when it comes to a Gzela. We're going to come across the sugyas of, uh, of Mitzvah Baba and the of what happens if a person uh, steals something and then wants to recite a bracha on it or making a bracha on things that are forbidden in general. And then on Ahmed Bey's, we're going to have a discussion of takonas hashavim, of uh, you know uh, what we do to make things easier for people to uh, to do tshuva, particularly when it comes to stolen items. And the Gemara is going to discuss: Should we accept returns from gazlanim and from malvi beribis, or maybe there's a reason not to accept the items that they return. Then the Gemara is going to talk a little bit about children returning a deceased father's stolen items, uh, whether uh, that's their responsibility, or a deceased father's ribis. If a father uh, was uh, was uh, someone who collected ribis, do the children have to return that? And the Gemara is going to talk about generally doing tshuva for ribis and for gazela. How does one do tshuva for, uh, for such for such Averos. So let's begin again about eight lines from the end of the page. Andaf Tzadi Gimel Amud Bey. So says Mar Amra Baye, Rabbi Shimon Yehudu Beishamev, Rabbi Lazar Yaakov, Rabbi Shimon Elazar, Rabbi Shmael, all five of these Tanaim, Kulusvirlu, Shinabim Kama Omeid. They all hold that even after an object has gone through some sort of physical change, it still remains in the Rishos of the original Bailin. Where do we find all five of these Tanaim saying this basic idea? So Rabbi Shimon Yehudu Hadamar. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda is the what we already just discussed that after you are tzoveya wool uh, the, the of the first sheep it's still able to be mitzarif with the shearings you're going to have from the other sheep in order to uh, to equal up to the shear of Rashi's hagayz so apparently it's still considered raw wool even though you've it's already gone through a shinoi it's already gone through the shinoi. 
of being dyed. Beishamai Maihi, where do we find Beishamai holds that Shinoi is Bimakoma Omeid? Titania, that we have a Brysa that talks about the din of Esnon Zona. If a person is a Boel, uh, a woman with Bias Nus, and he pays her for her services, and he gives her a Behema, or anything that's rightly to be used on the Mizbeach, so the Pasuk in the Torah says, Lo Savi Esnon Zona, Mechir Kelev, that such an item is possible to be brought on the Mizbeach. So what if Nasana Chitin Be'esnana Va'asa Ansoles? What if you give her uh, a guy gives a, a, a zona wheat as her payment and then she transforms that into flour or zesim and shemen he provided her with olives and she turned it into oil or anavim and he provided her with grapes and she turned it into wine so it went through a shinoi so tani chada aser one brisa says that the uh, the flour and the oil and the wine is going to be aser to bring on the mizbech because that is the esnon the tani but the other brisa says that it's Mutter, that no, it's gone through a shino, it's a total panam chadash bolukan, it's a totally different item, and therefore that is not the Esnan. Va'amir Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef explained how do we resolve the stira between these two brysos. So he said, Tani Gurion de Measporek, that's the person's name and the name of the place where he comes from. Gurion de Measporek explained that Beishamai Osuno Beisil Matirin, that the brysos could be resolved very simply by showing that it's a machlokas between the Beishamai and the Beisil. The Beishamai is the one that says that it's Asr, it's still Esnon, I don't care what sort of Shinoi it went through, it still retains its status as Esnon Zona, and Basil says that it's going to be Mutter. Why does Beishamai say that it's still going to be uh, Asr? Because Amar Kra, Pasuk says that uh, by, when it talks about Esnon, it says, So from the word Gam, that comes to teach me that not only the original item, but even after it's gone through a transformation, it still retains the status of Esnan. Ubeis Hillel, and how's Beis Hillel going to respond? Why does Beis Hillel think that it becomes mutter after it goes through Shinoi? Because Amakra, Haim, the Pasuk says Haim, and we darshin Velo Shinu Yehem, that it says uh, that, that the Pasuk really doesn't say Haim, it says Shnehem, so Shnehem is uh, like it says Haim, so therefore Haim, Velo Shinu Yehem, but uh, it's only the original item, but once it goes through Shinoi, it's no longer considered Esnan. What does Beishamai do with the fact that it says Shnehem? Beishamai uses that to teach me a drasha that yes, we are the 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 word Haim is or the word Shnehem is excluding something from Esnan, but what's it excluding? The Vlad of the uh, of the Esnan from potentially being Esnan. It is not excluding the uh, the, uh, the 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 item itself after it's gone through a, a change. That's still included in Esnan. The Vlad is excluded from being Esnan. Now, uh, obviously, what Beishamai sees over here is that we have the word Gam as a Riboy, and then we, we have Haim as a Miut, so therefore we're trying to include something in the category of Esnan, and exclude something else from the category. So Beishamai chooses, oh, you know what I'll include? Even something that's completely changed, something that's gone through a complete metamorphosis, I'll say, yeah, that's still Esnan. What, what, what will I exclude? I'll exclude the Vlad of, of, of the animal that is Esnan. Why did Beishamai see to do that? Why not do the opposite? Why not say that the inclusion is about a Vlad and the exclusion is about if it goes through a Shinoi? So that's what Tosas and Samukvava Aleph had already explained, that it's more Staver to be matir the vlad and and to, that, than it is to be matir the wheat that is now turned into flour because when a person gets wheat no one says hooray now I have wheat that I'm going to chew on or something we wait as soon as you have wheat the first thought is I'm going to 
turn this into flour. So wheat turning into flour is the point of wheat. So and the same with olives and oil and the same with grapes and wine. So that's what it's for. That's what it's meant for. And therefore it's more mistaver that that would be included in the Esnan. But to exclude the Vlad, which uh, the para itself has value and is the primary, your primary interest. It's not for the Vlados. The primary interest is in the animal itself. So Basil and Basil holds that even a Shino, even after it goes through Shino, it's still Mutum Luzbeach. Tarti Shamina holds that you can make two drushes from Haim. Haim Veloshinayim. Haim Vlovlodosayim. Basil holds that you can be Mimait from Haim. Both Shino Yayim and Vlodosayim. I Basil Nami Yaksiv Gam. But what does Basil do with the word Gam? Gam seems to be inclusive of something. So what are we including in the Parsha of Esna that we otherwise would not have included? Gam the Basil Kasha. It's taka difficult. What, what does Basil learn from the word Gam? So you see that there's Machogs Basham Basil about the Din of Shinoi. That according to Beshamai, Shinoi is Bimakomo Omeid. And anything that goes through a metamorphosis is not uh, considered to, uh, to be Panam Chadashos. Just because it went through a change, it's still what it was. And, uh, and, and therefore, it remains, if it was also the Mizbech beforehand, it remains also the Mizbech. And it's not going to be Mafkia that Isser. And similarly, Shinoi is not Kona Gzela uh, for a Gazlan. And it doesn't take away the Chi of Hashava. That if a Gazlan steals something and it goes through a Shinoi, he still must return that item. It's still Hagzela Asher Gazal. It's still the very same item that he had stolen. But Basil understands that the object, once it changes, is considered Panam Chadosh Baulukan. It's not the same object anymore. And therefore, it may have used to have been Esnon, but now that it went through a change, it's no longer Esnon. Now it's Kosher Lemizbeach. And similarly, if a Gazlan steals something and it goes through a change, it, now that it's gone through that change, you are Potter from the Hashava. You have to pay back because you stole, but you don't have to give the item back because it's not the item anymore. It's it's not the same thing anymore. It's no longer Hagzela Asher Gazal. It's considered to be a separate uh, separate object. The Achronim just wonder where do we ever find that Shinoi is Matir and Isser? That it's going to be Matir? Do we ever find that a Shinoi is Matir and Isser, Nevela and Isser, Orla or anything else? How could it be that a Shinoi is going to be Matir is going to be Matir and Isser. So Chaznish writes, the Shino is not Matir any Isser. It's not Matir the Isser of, of Esnon. It's just that the Din Esnon is only Chal on that which is Royal Mizbeach. Chitim, Zesim, Anavim, those items are not Royal Mizbeach anyway as, as they are, as they're presented to the woman. Because you don't bring wheat on the Mizbeach. You don't bring olives on the Mizbeach. You don't bring grapes on the Mizbech. So anyway, they're not Royal Mizbech. When do they become Royal Mizbech? Once you turn them into Solas, into Shemen, into Yayin, and therefore, according to Veshameh, that holds Shinu Bimukoma Omeid, and it's not considered upon Chadashos, so that's when the, the Yisra Eston is going to be Chal, because they're Royal Mizbech, Al Yedei Shinoi. But according to Veshilel, there was never an Yisra Eston that was Chal in them in the first place, because they were never Royal Mizbech. The Solas, the Shemen, and the Yayin are not the same Chefza that were the Chitim, the and the Anavan. It's Param Chadashos. So at the additional point, when it was Chitim, Zesim, and Anavan, there was no Isser Esnon, because there's a, the Isser Esnon is things that, you can't, that, that would normally be brought on the Mizbech. None of those things are normally brought on the Mizbech. And now it's a different item. Now that it's rightly be, to be brought on the Mizbech, it's not the Esnon. So the Isser Esnon was never Chal to begin with. So it's not that there's something that's Aser, and then the Shinoi is, uh, is Mafkia, the Isser. No, it never was, the Isser was never Chal to, uh, to begin with. That's how the Chazanish understood 
understand. So now the Gemara goes back. Abaye listed five Tanoim, all old Shilavim Komomid. We haven't explained all five yet. Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, Mayhi, where does Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov hold that Shilavim Komomid? Titania, the following Brysa, Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov Omer, Haresha Gazel, Sashilchitim, if a person steals a, 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 a saw of wheat, Tchana, and he grinds it up into flour and lusha, and then he kneads it into a dove, and then he bakes it. Vifrish Menachal, and he's Mafrish Chala from it, so right away something jumps out at you. Uh, when are you mafresh chala? You're mafresh chala after lasha. Not what's the afa'a doing over here? You bake it. That's that's the phone call that comes to the rabbi afterwards. Oh no, I forgot to be mafresh chala. I already baked it, right? So why do we have afa'a over here? So Tosus points out that enochinami the chiv afreshes chala is mishas lisha, but it says afa'a to tell me that even after all of the shinuyim of tchina lisha and afia, if you make a brach on this afresha, it's enzem varichel menayets. That the point is that even after it went through so many shinuyim, it's not appropriate to say a bracha on it. How can it be that you make a bracha on such a hafrasha? That's uh, that, 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 uh, gidof against the Kodesh Baruch Hu to, uh, to say a bracha on such a thing. And we're saying that when a gazlan is mevarich, it's like he is being menait. That even though it went through a change, it's no longer the wheat that he stole, it is now a dough, but it's still considered to be the item that you stole, and therefore it's still considered to be Einza Mevarech Elamenait. Einza Mevarech on what? Meaning, when, what, what are we saying not to say a bracha on? So the Pashtus is that we're talking about the bracha on Hafrashas Chala, the Birchas HaMitzvah that one would recite on Hafrashas Chala, that don't recite a Birchas HaMitzvah on Hafrashas Chala when you stole the wheat that went to make this Chala. However, the Me'iri and the Marsha say, no, no, it's talking about the bracha of Hamotzi. It's talking about the Birchas Hananin when you come in, when you, when you want to eat this, uh, this bread. And in fact, the Rambam Paskins in the first paragraph of the Brachas, Halach Yutas, that one does not recite a Birchas Hananin on Davara Asr. That if a person is eating non-kosher food, you get this Shaila from Kiruv professionals a lot of times, where they're working in Kiruv, or they're uh, not, even not professionals anymore who's trying to be makari with somebody so they're trying to teach a person the concept of brachos all their food is not kosher so, uh, so what should they do? Should they recite the bracha on the food? Should you teach them to recite the bracha? Or should you not teach them to recite the bracha? So Rambam Shita is that you cannot say a bracha on uh, a, non, a non-kosher uh, food it also seems to be that, that way from the girsa of a tosos and brachos taf mem hey, where tos has girsa tachna va'afa'a va'achala umevarech aleha ain't zemevarech aleha means you ate it. That, that, that sounds like a bracha on the achila. Rikveger on the spot says that there's a problem with Akirsa. The Ravid disagrees. The Ravid says, no, birchsa you're going to make because you're getting hana from it. So I'm at a birchsa mitzvah zayn zemivarech elaminayitz. Once I had a shaila, I was with Rav Shechter and uh, an NCSY person called and said that there was a ninth grader uh, from a non-observant uh, home who was getting involved and in, getting interested in, uh, in Yiddishkeit and uh, wanted to start keeping kosher and keeping Shabbos and everything else. His parents were adamantly opposed to all of this newfound uh, religious uh, religious observance, and they were not willing to make any sort of accommodations. Uh, for him, so Lemaisa, he's living in a home where he's got, he has no choice. He's going to have to eat machalos asuros each and every day. So that's what that's that's what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is uh, non-kosher food. So he wanted to know whether he should wash at every meal so that he could say a bracha on the bread, and then he won't have the shaila of saying a bracha on the other food. 
that he's going to have to eat because he knows he's eating machalos asuros. So maybe better not to uh, not to say a bracha on that food. So he's just wash instead because the bread mustam is uh, is kosher. So that was his uh, shayla. So Shachli got a good cry out of that, and he said he's taka right. That's the better thing to do. That's the smarter smarter thing to do in that uh, in that case. So okay, so that's the uh, the sheet of Rabbi Lazar Yaakov. Rabbi Shem ben Lazar, Mayhi, where does Rabbi Shem ben Lazar hold shinu b'mukam omed? Detanya klalza am Rabbi Shem ben Lazar kol shavach shishbiach gazlon. Whatever improvements a Gazlan makes in the stolen item, he gets to benefit from. If he wants, he could take the, the, the benefits and the, the, uh, the enhancement of the item that, uh, that it went through while it was in his Roshos. Or if he chooses, he could tell the Nidzal, here, take back your stuff. So my Ka'amar, what is Rabbi Shimon Lazar exactly saying? Sounds like a Kula for the Gazlan, but that would only be if it went down in value, that it would be a kula for the Gazlan. Right? He stole something that was worth a lot, somehow it went down in value, so rather than pay for what it was worth at the time that he stole it, here, take the thing back, and even though it's, at, uh, it's not worth what it was. So it sounds like a kula for the, for the Gazlan. So it's not about a Gazlan, but the, but the case he was talking about was that called Shevach Shezbiach Gazlan, was that it went through a Shevach. So how does HaRashel Chalofanecha match up with Shevach? So I'm Rav Sheshes Hachikamar. No, the Gazlan is always Yadav Al-Aliyona. And therefore, Hishbicha Notel Shivcho. If it went up in value, he improved it in some way, so he could take that Shavach and return the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the object as it was Kishas HaGzela. Kachash, if it went down in value, if it got weakened, Omer Lo, Harishel Chalfanach, he does not have to pay back the value of what it was at the time that he stole it. He could just say, here, here's the item. Why? Because the Shinoi does not change the fact that it's the same item. Meaning, we do not consider it to be a new item, it's the same item. And even though it was Mishana Ligriusa, it went down in value. We can say, but this is it, this is the item. And therefore, I'm Yotze, the mitzvah of Shavas Hagzela. But if you say Shinobim Kamo Omed, then even if it went up in value, he should have to say, here, take this back, and uh, because this is the Gazela, and he should have to give up on the Shavach. Why does the Gazan get to keep the Shavach? If in fact Shinubim Kamahmed, so the Gemara explains, Amri That's a special Takanamid Rabbanan in order to make it easier for a Gazlan to do chuva. So if it went up in value, we're not gonna make him pay back the extra Shevach. Rabbi Shmal, my he where does Rabbi Shmal hold this concept of Shinubim Kamahmed? Titanya mitzvah payala hafashmanakaba. The mitzvah pay us to leave off a corner of your field for the of standing grain for the Aniyim to come and uh, and take and harvest and collect. But it's a minakama, you leave it as standing grain. Uh-huh. But if you instead harvested your whole field and you did not leave a corner of standing grain, so then you are mafresh peah from the harvested grain, from the piles of harvested grain. If you didn't even do that and you've already uh, gathered all the grain into the kree, so then you're mafresh from the kree up until the point where you smooth out the uh, the piles uh, where it's still pata from meiser because it still has a din of hefker which is pata from meiser. However, once you already are nigmar melachto, you do the miruach hakri, which is mechayiv in trumas and meisros. So now, whatever peya you're going to be mafresh is not going to is not going to be subject to, to the exemption from trumas and meisros, and therefore maaser v'nosin. Though you first need to take the meisros and only then give it to the ani as peya.
Chaya. But uh, once you've already been tochen the chitim, then uh, there's no there's no longer a chiyuv of uh, of peya anymore because then you already kona it uh, bishinoi. Now uh, Tosas points out that it, even though it says maaser benosinlo, it also means give truma. You can't just give the ma'aser; it's still chayiv in truma as well. But since truma is a davar kal, it doesn't have to mention it. Why is truma a davar kal? Why is truma so easy? Because ma'aser is ten percent. Truma is chita achas poteris as kalakri. You can give as little as you want, and it's still going to count as truma. But they said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, Af Mafrish, Mina Isovinosinlo. Even if it went through an absolute shinoi, you, you were tochein and you baked it, everything you turned it into dough, even then you still give it to the Ani. So you see that Rabbi Shmuel holds that shinoi is bimakoma omeid. All of these Tanayim are aligned with Beishamai. This, this concept of Shinoi Bimkomo made. We said one of the five Tanayim that were on our list who hold this way is Beishamai. So does that make sense that all these Tanayim are aligned with Beishamai? No, they hold that Beishil is modded Beishamai, that Shinoi Bimkomo made. And they, they learn that Beishil holds that an Esnon that went through a Shinoi is in fact also the Mizbech. Not like we learned Beishil. So they have a different version of the Basilil, where Basilil holds what we thought Beishamai holds, and therefore they hold that they're lining up behind Basilil, not that they're lining up behind Beishamai. So Amar Rav, Rav says, but anyway, to associate all of these five Tanoim with each other would be a mistake. It was Abaye who associated all these five Tanoim with each other. Amar Rav, Mimai, how do you know to, that, there's, uh, that there's anyone that disagrees with the din of Shinoi Kona. Maybe these are all uh, exceptions. Maybe Rav Shimon ben Yehuda holds by Reish Sagez that the Shinoi of the Tzemer does not potter it from um, Reish Sagez. When it talks about a dying wool, because a wool that's died could be undyed, so it's not a real Shinoi. And maybe that's why that shinoi has been makoma made because it wasn't a real legitimate shinoi. Beishamai only says by the esnon that shinoi been makoma made that it remains osra's esnon. Dafka when it comes to bring something on the mizbeach because it's considered disgusting to bring something like that on the mizbeach. So we don't even though it's considered a new item, but uh, when it comes to the mizbeach, we're highly sensitive. So we're not even going to bring an item that has a history of being problematic. So maybe that's a particular sensitivity when it comes to the Mizbeach. And when Rabbi Lezben Yaakov said that if you steal chitim and you grind it and you knead it and you bake it, that uh, you're not supposed to say a bracha, that's a linear bracha. That's because it's a bracha, because it's a mitzvah to make a bracha on a stolen item. So that's uh, the rush in Mesech's bracha says, the rush learns that that means you're chayiv to be mevarich, but the bracha is a niyot. Meaning it's like uh, the pastos is uh, you, know, you don't say a bracha because that bracha is a problematic bracha. The rush says, no, no, you're chayv to say a bracha, but that bracha is uh, is is a uh, is a niyut, so you do have to, but, but you still say the bracha. Rabbi Vegar uh, wonders how could he uh, be medayik from loshrei zemvarich al menayit that you're chayv to mivarich. According to Abaye, who says that the shita of Lozer ben Yaakov is shinui enokona, so it clearly means that uh, that you're not mivarich at all because the dough is not yours and that frasha uh, that frasha's chal is not going to be chal, meaning you're only chayv to mivarich. On your own dough, 
So if you say shinu kona and shinu bimkoma omedas, so uh, so then you're not you're not getting the mitzvah. So there's no way that that. Of course, it's a bracha levatala. Of course, it means that there's no bracha. And even according to shitas rava, that it's a mitzvah baba avera, you're not mekayim a mitzvah with such afracha of uh, such afracha. Mitzvah baba avera doesn't just mean it's not nice. Mitzvah baba avera means you don't get the mitzvah. It's mafkia the mitzvah. So how could it possibly be that you that, that you would say a bracha? So that's where Bikivegar asks on the rush, where the rush assumes. That ends in very nights, but you still have to say the bracha. So Rabbi Vega says, like Rovri showed him, that no, you don't have to uh, recite the bracha. You can't recite the bracha because you're not actually getting the mitzvah. And Rabbi Shimon, where he talks about a gzela that was weakened, that the Gazan can say, That's only with a weakening that can return, that it could be that you could be mefatim the behemoth, fatten it up, bring it back to its former robust self. But if it's a shinoi that's not chozer, then he'd be moda that the Gazan is not able to say, Rather, he's kind of the gzela, and he has to pay the value of what it was, bishasa gzela. And Rabbi Shmuel only says she didn't become a maid. Elinin peya. When it comes to a dough that's chayiv in peya, mishum d'chsiv tazov yaseira. Because the pasuk says in Parshas Kedoshim, lo sechala pasad chaluk sar lani lager tazov osam. And then it says again in Parshas Emor, lo sechala pasad chaluk sar lani lager tazov osam. Why does it have to say tazov <coughs> twice to tell me that shino is not kona in peya? <coughs> <coughs> and even after it went through a shinoi, you still have to leave it for aniyim. So maybe we should say, well, let's learn from Peah that Shinoi is Bimukamah. Meaning, once the Torah goes out of its way to have an extra word Tazov to tell me by Peah that Shinoi is Bimukamah made, maybe I should learn from there to everywhere that Shinoi is Bimukamah made. So Matnas Aniyim Shaini. No, Matnas Aniyim are different. We can't learn from there to other places. Like Rabbi Yonason raised the point. Why does Rabbi Shmuel hold that he mafresh Peah even from a dough? Is it because he holds Shinoi in Okona? All ever Odilma be Almux of Shinikona, Vahachamishum Tsiv Tazov Yisera. Or maybe he generally old Shinikona, but over here there's an extra word Tazov. So it says more Vimtim Saloma time with Rabbi Shmal Mishum Tsav Shino Enokona. And if you're gonna say that the basis of Rabbi Shmal is because the old Shino Enokona, Tazov Yisera the Kazrahman Lamadli. So why does it say the extra word Tazov, even without the reboy of Tazov, which we Mikhaiv and Paya even after the Shino, because Shino is Enokona ever anywhere. Visu and furthermore the Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan who hold that you're not mafresh peya mini isa tazov yisera dekas rachman alamali. Why do I have the extra word tazov? So mi bay lechetetanya. They use that extra tazov to tell me another din that's taught in a brisa. Hefker is uh, is is pater both from Meiser and from Matan Saniyim. However, if a person was mafkir his vineyard and then he wakes up early in the morning and he goes and he reclaims it and he harvests that vineyard before the Aniyim have a chance to take it, he's still chayiv in all the Matan Saniyim, but nevertheless he's still pater from Meiser because it's hafkir. So uh, the chayiv, uh, 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 this, this chayiv in Matan Saniyim, after you've already been mafkir it, is derived from the word from the extra word tazov that we have by matnosanim
Okay. I'm Rabbi Dhamma Shemal. Halacha, Rabbi ben Elazar. We hold like Rabbi ben Elazar that if a gazela, something that you have stolen, has weakened, the gazlan is not kona it with that shinoi, and he has the right to tell the nigzal, Harishal Khalafanecha, take it back, even though it's not worth what it was when I stole it. So, Frekta Gemara, really? That's how we paskin? Umir Mashmul, Hachid Shmuel, hold shinoi bim kama amen. Vamar Shmuel, didn't Shmuel himself teach us? that only when it comes to damages does the uh, the nevela of the shara nizik remain with the nizik and the mazik doesn't have to pay the difference between the nevela and a living shar but by a ganav and a gazlan if the behemoth dies in the rishos the nevela belongs to them and they have to pay the value of a full shar so doesn't Shmuel hold shinoi kona that if you steal the shar and it drops dead so you keep the carcass and you have to pay back for the shar itself because the carcass is yours it went through a shinoi so how can you tell me that Shmuel holds that shinoi ain't no kona that shinoi bim koma Omedes, so says Gemara. The Gemara explains the kasha first. Bishlam aleravada amar kikam rabishim ben elazrasam vachasha dahadar. I understand very well if you're going to learn like Rava learned, where Rava said, "No, everyone holds uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that that shinoi uh, is, uh, is, is 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 changes everything, and it's panim chadashas baolikan." It was only by a shinoi that's uh, that 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 could be reversed. That, uh, that 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 uh, that that Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar holds that Shinu bimukoma omeda. So then Lokasha, then it's not a stira in Shmuel because Kikamar Lach Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar the Shinu bimukoma omeda. When does he say Shinu bimukoma omeda that the Shinu has the item hasn't changed? That's by Hachasha dahadar. That's by Hachasha where it's where it's not a real Shinu. It could go back. It could be mefatim the animal again. V'chikamar Shmuel hasam ain't shomel l'ganav l'v'gazal l'nizakin v'chasha d'lohadar. And when Shmuel says that uh, the Shinu that the animal went through after you stole it means you're stuck with the animal it went through a shinoi and just pay back the money that you that you owe that's when it went through a shinoi that cannot be reversed the animal died you can't reverse that you can't uh, you know put ruach back into the animal El Abaye, but according to Abaye, who learns, but Abaye thought that Rabbi Elazar was talking about even in case of that that the Shinui does not change the animal. So according to Abaye, we're stuck with a kasha that it's a stira in Shmuel. So Abaye masni hachi. Abaye will be gores in the name of Shmuel as follows: that Amr of Yudah Amr Shmuel. The Rebbe says in, in the name of Shmuel Amru halacha Rabbi Shimon ben that there are those that say that but I, Shmuel, personally don't hold that way. I, Shmuel, personally hold that when it goes through a shinoi, it's it's a brand new item, and therefore you keep it and just pay back for uh, for the item that you stole. Now, what about, what does Rabbi Yochanan hold about shinoi? Rabbi Yochanan that a gazela that, was, that, that, that has gone through a change can be returned to the nigzal as is. You could always return it as is. But you're going to say, in our mission it says that if you steal wood and you turn it into a table and chairs, you're coning it with the shino and you only pay the demay eats him. No, that's not a din midaraisa. Our mission is only a takana midarabanan to make it easier for a person to do tshuva. But generally speaking, you'd have to return the table and chairs that you made out of the wood that you uh, that you stole. So, does Rabbi Yochan really hold that in 
principle, Shinoi is not Kona? But doesn't Rabbi Yochanan say that we pass in like a Stam Mishnah, Utnan, and we have a Stam Mishnah, Mesechus Chulin, about the, the, the Sugya of Reish Sagez, that lo hispik litno lo achet sevao, Potter, that once you're Tzoveya the wool, it's going to be Potter because you now have been Kona with the Shinoi. So you see from the Mishnah that Shinoi is Kona. Now, if Rabbi Yochanan says, I pass him like a Stam Mishnah, and a Stam Mishnah says Shinoi is Kona, then how could Rabbi Yochanan say that when you steal something and you change it, that Shinoi is not Kona and you got to give the item back as is? Samalu, Ahumid Rabban, Rabbi Yaakov Shemei, Rabbi Yaakov responded. I understood from Rabbi Yochanan what he really meant. When does Rabbi Yochanan say <coughs> that Shinoi is not Kona and that you got to give the item back as is? That's if it's a Shinoi that's reversible. It's already you stole planks of wood and you just put them together where you could just unscrew whatever you put together and give it back as, as it was. But if it's a Shinoi that's not Chosel Briyaso, like Tzemer that became died, like that Stam Mishnah was talking about, even according to Rabbi Yochanan, Shinoi would be Kona Min HaTorah. So uh, once we're talking about Takanas HaShavim in general, says Maratan if people are gazlanim or they lend money with ribbis and they want to return that which they took, you don't you don't accept it from them. And when someone who accepts the gazela or the ribbis in return from them, the chum are not so happy with them. We'll explain why the chum are not happy with it. What did that guy do wrong? Right? He was the victim of, 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 of usury or, uh, or, or 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 theft. Why? What's what's the problem with him receiving it with him receiving it back? This Mishnah was taught in the days of there was once a story a guy wanted to do tshuva so Amr Lawishto, his wife said to him the guy had a whole career of stealing and all he wanted to do he wanted to do tshuva he wanted to become better so his wife said to him Reka you own nothing you have nothing that's, that's clean so you, you don't even have a belt to your name because he realized that he wouldn't do tshuva so the Cham the seeing that uh, that the, the, how compelling that argument was that the person is going to have to give up change his whole life and he's going to have to give up everything that he owns if he does tshuva so they said if they try to return it um, don't, don't take it back from them because it's going to be monea tshuva and if you do accept it the ruach ham is not nochem and it's asked the Gemara but we have another brisa. If let's say a uh, father dies and he leaves as Yerusha ribis money that he had collected, even though the, the orphans know that it's ribis, they're not obligated <coughs> to return it to the lova. They're not obligated to return it to the lova. Inu but the implication is that if the father were still alive and he had the ribbis money, of course he would be obligated to return it. So says No, the truth is even the father would not have had to return it. The fact that it says it about the, the children that they don't have to uh, return it is only to set up the halacha of the seifa. I Meaning the only reason we highlighted 
that the children don't have to return the ribbis, when the reality is even the father doesn't have to return the ribbis, is because we're setting up the case of the Seif as follows, which has to talk about the children, where it says, If the father had in his possession a para, a talis, any recognizable clear item that he had collected as a ribbis payment, then even the children would have to return it, because it's a pizionus to the father that everyone sees that they have an item that belonged to someone else and everyone knows how they got it. So So since the Sefer wants to talk from the perspective of the children to teach me that Kiddush, so therefore the uh, Reisha also speaks from the perspective of the children. So uh, once the Gemara brings the safe of the Brisa, where uh, if they have a Dover Mesuyam that the father had stolen, that they have to return it, is that true? Uh, that because of the covenant of the father, they have to return that, those items that he stole? Ikri Khan, why don't we darshan over here what the Pasuk says, V'nasi ba'amcha lo sa'or, that someone who's osa ma'isamcha, he deserves your respect. So anyone who, uh, anytime you're chayiv, it's not only nasi. Anyone who you chayiv to be mechabed is presuming that he's osa ma'isamcha. But if he's a low life and he violates averos, then he's not a mosa, uh, he's not an osa ma'isamcha, and you have no din of kibbutz. So if the father is a rasha, the children should not have to be mechabed the father by returning the item. It shouldn't be their problem that the father is uh, that that that, uh, that that the father is going to suffer busy. Uh, because everyone knows that he collected these items Beribis or Begzela. When we say that the child has to return it, we're saying that the father did tshuva. So just like in that context where Rabbi Pinchas said it, which was a context in Mesech's Chagiga that related to a different kasha, so over here also we say the father must have done tshuva before he, before he had died, and therefore the children are chayiv to return the items that the father had collected Beribis. Well, Frek the Gemara, well, you know, what do you mean he did tshuva. He stole an item and he still has it. He also tshuva, my boy gabei, boy ladure. If he did tshuva, why does he still have it? Shouldn't he have uh, returned it? He was trying to and then he dropped dead. He didn't schedule his own death. So uh, he was planning on returning it. He was trying to return it but he dropped dead before he had a chance to uh, to, to return it. So a question in halacha about whether a person is chayiv in kibbutz aviv, uh, aviv Russia. The Rambam writes that a mamzer is chayiv bekvod aviv umaro'o even though he's pater... Uh, and even if his father is a Russian and a Balaveros, the Torah and many other Rishonim disagree with the Rambam because it says over here that you're only chayv, and the Gemara says, oh, why does he have to return Mishim Kvodav? Because the father did tshuva. Mashma very clearly, if the father didn't do tshuva and he's still a Russia, then there is no din of, uh, of Kibbut. So the Achronim explained that Kibbut uh, Aveim is, is a mitzvah both Ben Adam Lechavero and Ben Adam Lemakom. The thing is, Ben Adam Lechavero is only applied to living people, and uh, Ben Adam Lemakom is only applied if the person you're being nice to has a good relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if the father is still alive, and he's a Russia. That's what I'm saying. You have to be mechabed, and even though there's no ben on the makom element of kibur avim, you still have ben on the chavero element of kibur avim. If the father is dead and is a tzaddik, you may not have a ben on the chavero element of kibur avim because he's no longer alive, but you still have a ben on the makom element of kibur avim. 
if the father is dead and the Russia, so then you have neither the Beirut Lechaveru nor the Beirut Lechamakom element of Kibbutz and therefore you would not need to be Mechabitim. That's how they touch up the Rambam. I was uh, so taken by that explanation of the Rambam. I heard from Rav many times that explanation of the Rambam that for a while I, I forgot that that's not Lahalacha. Um, meaning we don't pass like the Rambam. In Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber passes like the Rambam, but the Rambam passes like the other Rishonim. The Rambam says if your father is a Russia, there's no din of uh, of Kibbutz on. Uh, on of Russia, so uh, so it, it comes up every now and then where there's a father who's a particular Russia and uh, has done terrible things to the family, and there are shaylas about uh, about kibbutz aveim. So the Rambam passes. Hams be kitzur shulchan aruch passes like the Rambam. They have to be mechabed of uh, of Russia. Shechter generally is very into kitzur shulchan aruch, except for when it goes against the, the shulchan aruch. So this in this case it goes against the uh, the shulchan aruch. So says Mar Tashma Gazlan Malvi Beribis. Magzirin that uh, it says that Kazan Malvi Bribis, even though they collect it, they have to return it. So before the Gemara asks from the from the uh, from from the Bryce, first it clarifies Kazlanim Maisha Gavu Iko. What does it mean Afvisha Gavu? What did the Bryce add that for? E Gazel Gazel, the Lo Gazel Lo Gazel. If we're talking about Kazlanim, so of course they took the Gazel already. That's what Gazel means. Uh, otherwise, they're not Kazlanim at all. You know, they're not Kazlanim, but they haven't taken it yet. So Eleema Hagazlanim Umayni Umalvi Ribi. The type of Gazlanim we're talking about over here are Malve Ribios. So we're saying, even though you already collected the ribis, you have to return it. But the bottom line is that this is a kasha, because it says that you return the ribis even after you've already collected it. And previously we said you're not supposed to be Makabal ribis uh, in return. So Ami Machzirin, Vein Makablehem, they have a responsibility to return it. You're not supposed to accept it from them. And Elulam uh, Machzirin, so why did they make an attempt to return it? Lotse Side Shemayim, in order to be Yotse Yide Shemayim, even though in Dinim Ominous, it could be that the other party is not allowed to uh, to accept it. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up with Tashima on the bottom. Okay. Let's see.